rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. How we feeling out there in normal peopleville? This is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We, uh, we have an unapologetically liberal talk show, and you're looking at it right here. I don't know. I hear you. Believe me, there's nothing you can say to me that I haven't already said to myself. <clears throat> I would have I would have came on the show earlier or started the show earlier. But we had a little bit of drama around here in Tara Buster Studios. Poor little Tara Jr. Jr., our wonderful Antifa cat. He tried to jump up on the refrigerator and missed and he tore off his fingernail or his one of his claws. So I had to call the doctor. The doctor said, there's really nothing that can be done. I have to watch him. He's laying under the, he's right here next to me. He's laying by me. So I gave him some painkillers that we had left over from another time. The doctor said that was okay. And he's resting comfortably beside me, the little poor guy. Sound check. Oh, okay, great. Thank you, Haiku. <laughs> I get very jumpy when it comes to the sound. I think that there's something wrong with the audio interface. So that's what I've narrowed it down. I've contacted the ECAM people. They're give I don't know, they're doing some other shits and they're getting the reports how like the other day when on the Saturday show all of a sudden the ecam crapped out so we're going to figure that out but i think i need a new interface but paul michael bailey one of our great tarabuster supporters and friends sent a he sent a a mixer a while ago and i haven't had a chance to set it up so i'm wondering maybe that can be the new audio interface and maybe it'll be better we've had a lot of problems with these audio interfaces i never thought i had to learn about audio interfaces frankly but here we are thank you everybody thank you haiku already with the super chat and jim already with the super chats of course i didn't put on the restream chat um we're gonna do um, a kind of a hit-and-run show tonight, sort of like the Trump Angies hit-and-ran on the Texas highway. We talked about that on Saturday. And good news, they, well, the FBI, what do you think is going to happen? The FBI is going to investigate these fascist bastards? And already, Twitler, did you ever think that you'd live to see a day where the so-called president of the United States cheers on a bunch of what? They're not peaceful protesters. That's not peaceful protest when you're running people off the road. Uh, but the fascists squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes is tweeting out what great Americans these are. You understand, guys? Tomorrow is election day. And Twitler is not going to leave the White House. He is not going quietly. 
and we know what's going to happen. He's going on on election night. He's already well. It's been reported. He will declare victory on election night. But, but I'm saying around. We should probably do a a pool. I guess around seven p.m. He'll declare victory. Maybe maybe he'll wait till eight before every. Of course, not every. Um, every all the results will be in. They won't be in. We've we've been through this before, but not just. I mean, about waiting for results of an election, but this is the first time that we have a so-called fascist. I mean, well, a so-called president who is a actual fascist squatting in the White House despite refi- receiving fewer votes, stoking the um, doubt about the election and. It is also the first time that we have a, a, a giant propaganda wing of that fascist enabling him. You see, it would be one thing if it was just Twitter spreading the lies and sowing doubt about the election and insisting that we've never had an election where you had to wait to find out the winner. No. Really? I guess he he well he wasn't it it does whatever happened before Twitler started squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes doesn't count. It's reality is whatever he says it is. That's fascism, ladies and gentlemen. Fascism is is the one who decides what is true and what isn't true. What works. What facts need to be fixed around the policy? And that's what we're seeing. So I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm done with these Trump fanzies. We've been saying it all along. I am done with them. So is, so is the majority of the American people. But let's not kid ourselves. They're not going away. Even when we get this orange stain out of the White House, it's it's already permeated our entire American fabric. Oh, whatever. I'm trying to put that metaphor together. I struggle a little bit. <clears throat> so, oh, the other thing, because Greg, um, he contacted me on the Discord page to say, let's put the phones on tonight i wish i tried to put the phones on everyone but of course there's always a effing problem so the phone system called call-in studio that i use to um, take phone calls on the show wasn't allowing me to connect everything sucks you understand that's why i ask you to become a patron and that's why i ask you to super chat and all the other things and ways to support the show, because this is the liberal media, and God willing, and nam yo renge kyo willing, or universe, whatever, the stars, the moons, the planets, and the constellations willing, we get the filthy bastard out of Joe Biden's house. All of them, oh my God, it will be beautiful to see Lindsey Graham. Let, don't let the door hit you in the ass, Lindsey Graham, on the way out, on the way to your... Well, Miss Lindsey Graham, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Not that, I mean, there's anything wrong with that. 
wouldn't mind something hitting him in the ass. We know all about Miss Lindsay. They call him Lady Graham. Oh, what about Susan Collins? I hope she'll she'll be disappointed tomorrow with the results when they kick her to the curb. I'm disappointed. Well, we have a lot of... She's had a lot of practice being disappointed. So, um, but it, it's not... We know this. Let's get prepared. The say I'm not just done with the Trump Anzies emotionally and whatever else in every way you can imagine. I'm done with these Trump Anzies. I don't want to give them a. Um, I, they they don't deserve respect. They don't res- deserve it. They didn't earn it. Everything that they talk about. Oh well, um, if you want respect, you gotta earn it. Well, let's see. Let me show me something that you've done to earn the respect of the American people. These American, they, they're not. Uh, they we wait, 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 wait. Calm down, Tara. Calm, 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 calm. We we go through it all the time. They don't love America. They're confused by America. You understand? And that's why they have to behave the way they behave. If they think that running the opposition off the road is going to look good in the light of history, then they're in, they're really, they really were born too late and in the wrong country. They should have been born in Germany, right in time for fascism, because that's what they're trying to do here. This is fascism. Make no mistake. We've been saying this for years. So it's not just a matter of getting rid of Twitler. It's getting rid of the stain. But also, here's the other thing that concerns me, and we've talked about it before on the show all the time, that the Democrats, they, they want to get back to brunch. But we, we're the real Democrats here, the FDR Democrats, the ones capable of functioning in a free democratic society and trying to bring the promises of our founding documents to fruition. That's what, that's our mission because we're the actual patriots. But yeah, um, when the DLC Democrats get the good news that Twitler's getting the F out of Joe Biden's house, trust me, they, they'll, they'll be booking a reservation at brunch straight up and straight away. They want to get back to brunch. And even Obama, here's the thing with Obama. So he's going around um, spe- doing his, his thing, speaking for, for Joe Biden. Good, that's great. And I, I have enjoyed listening to him eviscerate the filthy stained cancer on the cancer on the scum on the scum on the cancer on the scum in the white house and but something he said concerned me on in one of the speeches he gave aren't you wait hold on hold on. he said something like obama uh don't you look forward to a time when you don't have to think about um, what's going on in the White House. You won't have to think about it all the time. Actually, here's an article from 
David Sirota. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm already losing my voice. I think I'm I think I've lost my voice. I think this might be my new voice. Because I keep saying I'm losing my voice, but I'm uh, my voice is always raspy. Maybe this is my new voice. And by the time I'm really old, I'm going to be I'm going to not sound too good. I don't smoke. I don't want to have that smoker's voice. You know what I mean? So here's David Sirota writing with Andrew Perez. We can't follow Obama back to brunch. This is from his daily poster, his, his newsletter. In the closing hours of the 2020 election, Donald Trump is dishonestly casting his re-election bid as a crusade against the corrupt swamp that he helped expand and profit from. Okay? That's why they make, they make me sick. They're so stupid, these freaks out there, snarling traffic, running, um, running people off the road. Because that's what you do in a democracy, right? You filthy, disgusting disgraces. Get out of, just go home, you imbeciles, before you do any more damage to your own dignity, to your soul. Just sit home and shut up. Read a book. Okay, start with Dick and Jane. Maybe you might learn something. I'm sure we have to go back way, way back. Okay, so while Democrats are promising that if Trump is defeated, voters will finally be able to get back to brunch as the Washington establishment returns itself to power. The former's message is laughably dishonest. The latter's message is profoundly cynical and potentially dangerous. What have we been saying here? To state the obvious, Trump pretending to be an anti-establishment populist is patently absurd. And everyone knows it. He built his own private swamp in the middle of the corrupt marshland that is Washington, D.C. He has used the presidency to enrich himself, his family, and his donors while grossly mismanaging the response to a lethal pandemic. He must be defeated because he has done almost nothing to help millions of people being pulverized by skyrocketing costs for health care, housing, and other basic necessities of life. Instead of triaging the economic and public health crises, crises, he and his party have focused on packing the court with right-wing extremists and making it harder for Americans to vote them out of office. See how that works? See how fascism works? What have we been saying all along? In the process, they have transformed unethical voter suppression from a stealth scheme into a very public campaign tactic, normalizing anti-democratic fascism as just another accepted election strategy. And he is now all but threatening to st stage a coup if he loses, when he loses. To counter Trump's assault, the Democratic campaign this weekend returned to Flint, Michigan. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me shut this up. 
the place where the Obama administration left to suffer through a horrific water crisis exacerbated by Michigan's then-Republican governor, who has since endorsed Biden. During the event, Biden declared that during his last tour of duty as vice president, quote, we went through eight years without one single trace of scandal, not one single trace of scandal. It's going to be nice to return to that. Biden was joined in Flint by former President Barack Obama, who touted incremental change. This is what I want. This is your incremental change. That's what that means. They incrementally, you see, this is it. I'm rolling up the incremental change for the American people. Okay, we'll put it back down again. That's what that means. Oh, we get you incremental. Scumbags. <sighs> this is what gave us Twitter to begin with. Incremental change. What incremental change can we afford when we are the least upwardly mobile country of all the Western democracies and 80% are living check to check and can't say $400. Okay, what's incremental? What kind of incremental triage do we need? When you're, when you're bleeding from your artery, what are you going to do? Put an incremental Band-Aid on it? Okay, government is not going to... Here's Obama. Okay, Biden was joined by President Barack Obama, who chatted incremental change and preemptively downplayed expectations. Can you believe this? Of economic transformation. They're already just saying to us, just go back home. We got this. Don't worry, we're going back to normal, where the rich get richer and the working class are the become the working poor more and more and we throw you a bone now and then that's what got us here we'll throw you a bone we won't you know we'll extend unemployment insurance for another well 99 weeks whatever it may be you know that in other countries when you are unemployed you get unemployment until you find a job whether that is one year, two year, three years, four years, who if if that's the case, if you can't find a decent job, what ha- what they understand is you know people don't. Here's what the Republicans. Um, this is why they hate America because they hate people. They hate everybody in America. The ones who are lounging around are the ones at the top. The majority of human beings, in general, we know human nature. Humans don't want to just sit around. People want to have a purpose. Most people work. And if there are people who are just living off whatever, they're living off the dole, don't want to get off their ass and do any, anything with their lives, there's bigger issues going on there. And the, the fact is, every dollar that we spend on public assistance in the United States returns $1.60 in economic stimulus because that dollar gets spent right back into the economy. 
when you funnel more money into the hands of people who will never spend it, all it does is add another zero on their bank account. They don't spend it. So the point is, what, the reason we don't have a safety net worth a damn in this country is because the American people are stupid. We have been propagandized, bamboozled, to hate each other. To think that, given a chance, if that, maybe that's the way they are, though. If they think that, given half a chance, we would just lay around in the social safety net hammock that doesn't exist. Don't they have um, any, uh, you know, don't they have any respect for the American people? I, I, absolutely not. They think you're just waiting around like Twitler. Like we're all a bunch of Twitlers waiting to come up with some scam to suck on the government teeth. Now, Twitler came up with the biggest scam. Well, the only thing we can give him, really, you got to give him props for being the world's most epic con man. But you, you and I know that to be a con man is, that's an aberration. Most people are, they, the majority of people are sincere and they sincerely have feelings and emotions and they want to bond with other human beings and they understand that that's really what life is about, connecting with others. Whereas somebody like the freak orange uh, stain in the White House, he's, he's an aberration. Given a chance, would you be a con man? You would con your fellow Americans, your fellow human beings out of their last dime? Would you be somebody who would terrorize fixed income tenants in your housing, um, in, in your one of your tacky uh, apartment buildings that Twitler owned? Would, is that what you would do? I mean, search your heart. If for any reason, for whatever, you all of a sudden came in possession of a big giant building and that building, some of the apartments were occupied by people who are on fixed incomes and on rent control. So maybe they've been there for 40 years. I have a friend who's in her apartment since 1960 F7. But Twitler understand I mean, she's got a nice apartment. And it's big. It's got three effing bedrooms on 14th Street in New York City. So that could get you a pretty penny. If what would happen if Twitler owned that building, what he would do and what he did in his life is once he bought a building, see, they buy the building and the New York is tightly regulated when it comes to tenants. The laws favor the tenants because... New York City doesn't want homeless people on the street, even though we have them thanks to Republican policies and the feckless Democratic bones that they throw. So he he bought a building in New York, or probably, you know, he borrowed money, somebody else's money. Somebody funded him the, uh, you know, because he's not a billionaire, and... He bought a building, and part of the contract was that there are a certain amount of fixed 
in not fix uh, rent controlled apartments, and that's the way it is in New York City. When they build new apartment buildings, a certain number of them have to be for low income tenants or fixed income tenants. So, you know, Twintler knew this, but he bought a building. Well, whatever he does, he's a scumbag. He got it. He was in possession of a of a house of other people's homes, and he started to attack them to uh terrorize them isn't that something that all of these right-wing fascists have in common terrorizing their fellow americans it started with twitler when any anybody who gets in the way of him and a buck oh yeah yeah i don't care if that's your you could be an 89 year old granny veteran medal of honor winner on socialist security and he he wouldn't give a shit. He wants you out. You're sitting on a gold mine for him. They can rent your apartment, put a nice coat of paint on it, and there you go. You they'll get five thousand a month, easy. So that's what he did. So you tell me, is that the norm or the exception in life? I know that a lot of sociopaths are in big business um they've done studies because in order to be a scumbag who attacks and uh you know your fellow americans without giving a shit except about anything but your own profit uh that has to attract a certain kind of scum a sociopath so but my hope my point is that you know that most people are are decent and honest. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Uh, I guess it, that has to be really the majority. Even though there is a large minority of scum sucking scumbags. Clearly, look at Twitler. Look at all of the minions who are fanning out like flying monkeys all over the country, causing chaos and havoc. And not just trick or treat. I mean, these people are terrorizing the American people. They're, some of our fellow Americans have been killed by them and will continue to be killed by these right-wing fascist freaks. So um, the point is that, what was I saying? When you, <laughs> the, most people don't want to sit around doing nothing and taking whatever assistance so but here's the thing i don't care if somebody deserves it or not what do i care that somebody one one person might be getting an extra 16 dollars in their food stamps they go into the econ it goes into the economy but what i'm really concerned about are the billionaires who pay no taxes like jeff bezos who has enough money to bribe politicians, and he's got enough left over that he wants to go to freaking Mars, and I wish he would leave soon. Oh, whatever. Here, let's get back to this article. Biden was joined in Flint by former President Barack Obama, who touted incremental change and preemptively downplayed expectations of economic transformation. The economic transformation that we need, by the way. 
We, don't, we need it like the air we breathe. Without economic transformation, we will have another fascist, and that fascist will do away with the grand experiment in liberal democracy for good. Absolutely. We have to sh- fix the problems. Twitlow is not the, he's not the, the, the cause. He is the symptom. Oh, my God. So Bar- Barack Obama said, government is not going to solve every problem, but we can make things better. Who the fuck says that government is going to solve every problem? We're in this together. What's the problem? Let's define the problem. Let, first, let's agree on what the problem is. We don't want government to come. What, what problem? We want, well, we have a problem with income disparity and upward immobility. So what are we going to do about that? We have a problem that the gap between rich and poor is wider than it was in the goddamn Roman Empire. Yeah, look it up. What are we going to do about that? We have to agree that that's a problem, and that's not normal. We have to educate our fellow Americans who are educatable that we could still, we, I mean, go back to the great prosperity where CEOs made 25 times their lowest paid worker in the company, not two, what is it, 450, uh, not thousand, 450 times the lowest paid worker? So now it's 400 to 1 instead of 25 to 1. And when they worked, um, when the CEO was making 25 to 1, they're still rich. But it's a matter of what kind of country do we want? What is more important here? What is the meaning of having a government? Is it just to make the rich richer? Because that's the kind of system we were supposed to be the antidote to. So... Yeah, government is not going to solve every problem, but we can make things things better. We want to agree on what the problem is. Here's the problem. We don't agree because many of the American, most, a lot, not most, I don't know, whatever. I haven't taken a survey, but they don't know what the F. They don't know left from right, up from down in this filthy, disgusting country that is run by fascists. Oh, no, I'll... You don't like the country, leave it. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't leave it if I wanted to, since Twitler's ineptitude ensured that the rest of the world has closed their borders to us, you freaks. Oh, yeah, we have a lot of potential here, but you think we can make America great? With a a pathological liar fascist in the White House who unleashes his morons on decent people. Here in the United States of serfs and lords, we live in a country where peaceful protesters get gassed, people on the way to the to vote get gassed, tear gassed, and paid, sprayed with pepper spray, and literal fascists carrying M16 storming government buildings get appeased and they get uh, applauded by the so-called president. This is where we live. 
that's a great country. This is a shame. And I don't want to see another stupid meme on Twitter saying, oh, God, I have to find this meme. Well, saying that can't we all just get along? Look, here. I got to show you this. I, I wanted to vomit when I saw it. This is Bob. He votes Republican. This is Bob's friend, Sally. Sally votes Democratic. Bob and Sally are still friends because Bob and Sally are both adults. Be like Bob and Sally. Yeah, unconscious, clueless, um, sophomoric enablers of fascism. Okay, be like Bob and Sally? If only. This is not Eisenhower's Republican Party. It's not about differing views. We all agree that we need a functioning and economically vibrant working class and a small income disparity and the best upward mobility. No, it's not about that. We, we're talking about fascism, a, a, a cabal of anti-democratic con men who have, they're um, carrying out the agenda that all conservatives secretly have tried to carry out for time immemorial, meaning make the rich richer and ensure that the, the unwashed masses have absolutely no means to do anything about it. They don't, the, the American people, the workers, a seat at the table? You gotta be joking. This is Bob. He votes Republican. This is Bob's friend, Sally. Have you ever seen anything more inane and sophomoric and ridiculous and completely clueless? Now, let's change. This is Bob. He votes Republican. Let me, here, here. I should do this. Hold on. Let me take a screen grab. We'll do it right out in the open. I'll open up my browser and I'll open up my Photoshop. Hold on, everybody. This is a good time to go and become a patron at patreon.com. And, oh, wait, what? Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, not Patreon.com. Okay, here. It's patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. So let's, here. This is Bob. He votes Republican. Let's see, where is my tools? This is Sally. Let's change Bob's. Hold on. Let's change his outfit a little bit. Is this what it is? Yeah. Hmm. Gee, 
that seem a little bit more on point? This is Bob. He's a Nazi. <laughs> he votes Nazi. Yeah, let's write it in. This is Bob. He is a Nazi. He votes the Nazi, straight Nazi ticket. Here we go. He votes Nazi. That's I don't like that Z. Nazi. There we go. This is Bob's friend, Sally. Sally votes Democratic. <laughs> Bob and Sally are still friends because Bob and Sally are both adults, or are um is Sally enabling Bob? And his Nazism, is he getting away with pretending that he's a, he's just a, a believer in a certain, a different ideology, just a different way of thinking and talking and being? You know, one way thinks that we're in this together, and another way thinks that the straight, white, rich male should be at the top of the heap, and everybody else should have a knee on their neck. Here's a Bob. All he th he thinks that Twitler has, as the dumb Fuhrer, the dim leader, he gets to define what is true or not. And then the other side thinks that what's true is true. Regardless of what the Dim Fuhrer thinks. Jesus Christ. You see what I mean? It's not, this isn't friggin' Eisenhower's Republican Party. If it were, great. Okay, we all want a functioning, economically vibrant middle class. Great, except you're more conservative. What, is con what does that even mean anymore? What is conservatism? They don't conserve a goddamn thing. They've opened up the uh, last five miles of the Arctic Wildlife Refuge to drilling. To, uh, so this archaic, greed-centered, filthy, disgusting big oil that is destroying the planet that had how many more years are we going to allow them to latch on to Mother Earth? That's what they're doing. Sucking the life out of Mother Earth herself. How long will Mother Earth pull up with it? Jesus Christ. Because they're adults? If Guess what? If you're an adult... You should honestly look in the mirror, fascists. If you're an adult, why are you following a con man, a fascist one at that? Why do you think it's okay for the so-called president to kill a quarter of a million Americans? Why do you think it's okay for the... What you, have you seen what's going on in Canada, by the way? and their pandemic, it's amazing. Um, we have, we, we're, we are still dying 
by the droves. A thousand Americans are dying every single day. And you freaks are running around at your super spreader rallies, decrying the simplest thing you can do. But then you're going to turn around and shut down traffic? That's what they did in New York City. They all squatted in the middle of the highway. I've been calling for that as a general strike of the American people, not just the filthy fascists. What are you, what are you doing? Why? Why are you stopping traffic? You're not, what are you advocating for? More, more of your fellow Americans dead? More lies, more babies in cages, more children separated from their parents without a means of being reunited. More, more uh, bear cubs being killed in their sleep. More, I mean, we can go on. More lies, more, more. What are you, what are you doing? You fucking morons. You're idiots. You look like, you look like idiots too. And I'm telling you, how many times have I had to tell these efforts to get a grip? Look at yourselves. You're not going to age well. I'm not kidding. In history's light, you're not going to age well. And I mean that figuratively and literally because fascism doesn't look good on you. It really ages you. It dries out the skin. It's like smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. You look like shit. So, okay, Here's, but this is the, um, I can also say this about what we're listening to with Obama, right? Look, this is Bob. He votes Nazi. This is Bob's friend. She, Sally, this is Bob's friend, Sally. She wants to get back to brunch. That's what we're dealing with. You understand? We got to wake up Sally too. Sally's just... She wants to go to brunch without checking her Twitter feed. Well, when she checks her Twitter feed, she just wants to get back to, I don't know, voting um, the mass singer. Who the hell knows? I don't even watch that shit. So I don't know. Government is not going to solve every problem. Who the F said that? You understand that that uh, really irritates me because... Obama is basically saying that there are people who think that government is going to solve every problem. Why does he have to say that anyway? You know why? Because the DLC Democrats just can't shake their their corporatism. They cannot quit sucking up to Wall Street and pining for capital. I mean, capitalism... I don't get capitalism. It's supposed to be the greatest system ever. The greatest economic system. Why? It's like Twitter needs to constantly be stroked. If it was the greatest, then it would just be great. Why does it constantly need to be propped up? It needs, we constantly need to bail it out. And capitalism got us to this point. Capitalism 
gave us climate change. Capitalism has the earth on the verge of inhabit... I can't even say that word. Why do I even try saying that word? Of being uninhabitable. Um, This is what gets me with DLC Democrats. They always have to pine and pine... Not the word. That's not the right word. Pander to... To big business, yeah. They don't have enough, you know. The big business, American economy. We gotta. It's like they they do the work for the fascists. They they validate the fascist ideology as if you know what I mean. And this is another way of Obama kind of saying F you to the left because because the the it's like uh nobody believes that we don't believe nobody believes that government's going to solve every problem but just the fact that you have to say that well well what's going to solve problem big business we should just make everything the profit motive uh, isn't that working out so well? Didn't that work out great in Katrina? Remember? remember? It's always, oh, that's what the Republicans think, that nothing can be done correctly unless some banksters making a buck out of it. Which we know is bullshit. Some things don't, um, uh, don't need the prof, I mean, like healthcare, come on. Why can't I talk? Oh, man. <clears throat> thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. Shannon says, thank you, Tara. Keep going. You are the voice we need. Thank you, Shannon. And JD, thank you for your super chat in pounds. I'm just doing this to my back because my back is bothering me. Maybe I'm getting old. Er. I'm getting older. Hey, what's the alternative, right? I I would miss all the fun. My God. Let me see. I'm just checking the stream here. Hello, hello. Hello, Yvette. Hmm. Who's this? Is this a joke? Somebody on my... uh, Why is it on Periscope all the time? There are so many fascists. Let me say something. Somebody called me a hippopotamus? Hello, unemployed hippopotamus. I mean, I wouldn't exactly call myself a hippopotamus. <laughs> I mean, what? Is that supposed to be funny? I don't know. Whatever. 
That's what, if that's, that's so bizarre. Hippopotamus. Am I, I'm not svelte enough for you or something? Is that it? But that's what Republicans do. They go on the internet. And I'm sure it's probably some old man, too. Some disgusting old cracker. Well, maybe I'm delusional. I don't consider myself a hippopotamus. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm, uh, does the, you, the ECAM adds 10 pounds or something? <laughs> I don't even consider myself fat, you fucking moron. Because I'm not. Hippopotamus. Does I do I look fat? <laughs> Says every woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somewhere you know all over the globe there are women saying, Do I look fat? No, who cares? I don't fuck you. I mean, how's that? <laughs> Unemployed hippopotamus. My God. Listen, douchey. Show your face. Really? It's amazing. The cowardice, the fascism, the whiny little bitch cowardice of the American fascist America-hating fascist party. That's all they have, though. You see what I mean? To go on on the internet and call people fat. That's all you got, honey? I mean, you better go take a nap. It must have been tough coming up with that one. You probably, you spent, you're spent. You're wiped out. All right, where? I'm trying to find that article I was reading. Let's see. Okay. Obama. Here we go back. Back to. Government is not going to solve every problem, but we can make things better. A president can't, by himself, solve every challenge facing the economy, he said, adding that under a Democratic Congress, some folks will get jobs and that wouldn't have had jobs otherwise, and some folks will have health care that wouldn't otherwise have health care. He also promised that if Biden and Kamala Harris win the White House, you're not going to have to think about them every day. You're not going to have to argue with your family about them every day. So it won't be so exhausting. Yeah, that's what they want. Go go take a nap. Go back to brunch. Like, you know, like the asshole who uh, called me a hippopotamus. Let's have a uh, let's have a contest. Let's, uh, you show your face, and get on a scale. Okay. No, well, they wouldn't do that. 
Let me see. This was okay. Let's go. This is David Sirota. I'm reading this article from David Sirota's newsletter. So, <clears throat> and he continues this was the party's flaccid message in the nation's poorest city, P O O R E S T, poorest city, a former General Motors manufacturing hub destroyed by deindustrialization and offshoring. And you guys understand what really gets on my nerves besides everything else is hearing people say the rust belt that bothers me beyond belief as if it's a normal thing it's the rust belt right oh i heard it again on the corporate media today they were saying how the um you know how joe biden whatever they're campaigning in the Rust Belt state. Rust Belt. It's not called the Rust Belt because there's some beautiful rust-colored mountains. It's called the... It used to be called the Manufacturing Belt. And that's... That's not okay. That... That great capitalist economy, thanks to deregulation, thanks to government, yeah, the... The corporate fascist kiss-up, kick-down, corporatocracy on both sides of the aisle. Not only they 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 kicked the legs out from under the union movement, they took away, they uh, they disarmed unions of their greatest weapon, which was we're going on strike. And when when they said, okay, you don't like it. Now that forever and ever, amen, the bosses could say, we're going to move our plant to China, to some backwater shithole with no regulation, where we can pay them 15 cents an hour, much less $15. Get laws, $15 an hour. We're going, we, we can pay them 15 cents, and there's no EPA, there's no standards, there's no working conditions where there's no uh, labor board uh, yeah, like in the apple plant in china where instead of instead of giving workers a decent life you know what they did they put up suicide nets around the company dorms that's where they that's that's what we're um the great capitalist economy because they don't give a shit. They're patriotic, please. Wearing that made-in-China American flag lapel pin? Police. I mean, what, what the hell? That's why Bill Clinton, whatever. These, these DLCers, they really effed us. They helped bring Twitler to fruition. Good. I, I hope they they... Go back to brunch. Just go back to brunch and shut up. We have to fix your mess that you made. So David Sirota says, this was the party's flaccid message. Yes, to the nation's poorer city. Okay, the motor, uh, blah, blah, blah. I said that already. The same message was promoted this weekend in the Washington Post by corporate consultant Hillary Rosen, whose firm works for Biden. 
Rosen told the newspaper that Biden, quote, is not somebody who is coming to disrupt Washington. He's coming to heal Washington by going back to business as usual, which we can't let them. This is a shrewdly concocted mix of revisionism and expectation management. And if Biden, hopefully, defeats Trump, it sets the stage for a repeat of the events that got us into this horrible moment to begin with. The perils of brunch liberalism. It is true that Obama that the Obama years were not defined by petty bullshit that is routinely called scandalous. However, his two terms were hardly free of actual scandals. They were just the type of scandals that ruin regular people's uh, lives, but not the lives of people who wear expensive suits to work in Washington. Obama helmed a presidency bankrolled by Wall Street donors that refused to prosecute a single bankster who engineered the financial crisis that destroyed millions of lives. Remember that? Exactly. In other countries, where was that? Is uh. In Iceland, they put their banksters in jail. Let me see. Yep, 36 bankers, 96 years in jail. Welcome to Iceland where banksters go to prison. Well, I'm saying banksters. They're saying bankers. Iceland is the only nation that put top finance executives behind bars after the 2008 crisis. Well, that's what we should have done. But remember that I, I do. I remember that I was so pissed off in the Obama years of being disappointed again and again. Oh, as Obama revealed himself to be the corporatist that he is. I mean, he always has been a corporatist and a really he is a Republican. He's a he's an Eisenhower Republican. OK, I'll say Republican. <clears throat> OK, um, Obama helmed a presidency bankrolled by Wall Street donors. He turned promises of significant health care reform into legislation that included a few positive consumer protections, but also enriched and strengthened the power of private insurance companies and dropped the promise of a public option. I know everybody goes back and says, well, he couldn't do it, and he could have done it if he had the stomach for the fight. Oh, it was, they like to blame Lieberman. Oh, it was Lieberman blocking it. You don't tell me, please. If the Democrats had the, ma- the majority, if they had the stomach for the fight, they could have got a public option through. And, in fact, Obama, that was the first thing that, went, that they jettisoned the public option. That's what they put, they, they jettisoned the public option to appeal to the for-profit health ghouls, the racketeers that have killed, that needlessly kill 35,000 Americans every year and counting forever, forever and ever. For my entire life, how many 
I mean, if we had an industry that continuously killed 35,000 Americans a year, would we allow it to continue? But that's what Obama did. In order to get the for-profit racketeers to the table, they, they jettisoned the public option. Oh, wait, where's my Tara Jr.? Oh my god. Honey, come here. Come here. Come here. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh shit. He's out of it. You okay, baby? All right, I'm not sure if I can stay on the show. Just Junior. Okay, baby. All right, honey. Let me see. Hold on. Okay, baby. He's looped out. All right. I'm worried. All right. Let's go. Let's just continue with this article. He acknowledged the threat of climate change, but then publicly demanded credit from the fossil fuel industry for helping boost oil production during a climate apocalypse. He pledged to walk picket lines if workers' union rights were under attack, but then he promptly walked away from promised labor law reform. I remember that too. We were like, where's your comfortable shoes? Because that's what he said. And yes, Obama's administration slow walked the response to the environmental catastrophe in Flint. These kinds of scandals sow deep disappointment, dis disaffection, and economic dislocation, which helped fuel the backlash energy that powered the Tea Party and eventually Trump's presidential candidacy. And they happened because of the kind of disengaged Obama disengagement Obama envisioned when he promised that if Biden and Harris win, you're not going to have to think about them every day. In this vision, the new White House lets us all just go back to brunch. That refrain represents a longing that has pervaded Democratic politics in the Trump years, embodied by the now infamous protest sign insisting if Hillary was president, we'd be at brunch. And everybody thought that was such a clever, oh, not that one. Where is it? <laughs> Everyone thought they were tweeting out this picture. Oh, isn't this clever? It's more concerning than clever, frankly. 
we the fact that you've been at brunch. That's why we have a Twitler. Oh well, I mean, actually, like I was saying, maybe they should just go to brunch. They should go to brunch. You okay, baby? My poor boy. <sighs> I hope you're okay. The idea is that once a Democratic president is in office, everyone can disengage and demobilize because the government is being run by Josh Lyman, Sam Seaborn, Hugh McGarrett, and President Bartlett, who always have our best interests at heart and can fix everything on their own in one succinct television episode. Of course, it's absolutely true that what sets Trump apart from other presidents is his desire to incite, inflame, and sow anxiety in the American psyche. And Obama is certainly correct in suggesting that Trump's psychological assault must end. However, Obama's Flint speech went further, echoing a previous refrain from Democratic Senate. Okay, Democratic Senator Michael Bennett, who gets on my nerves, as you know. It was a call to resurrect brunch liberalism, whereby large swaths of the American left disengage and defer in much the same way it did during the Obama administration, to disastrous effect. Though it's now forgotten history, the history is clear. After years of mass protest and activism against George W. Bush's administration, many liberal activists, voters, and advocacy groups went to brunch after the 28th election, fell in line and refused to pressure the new administration to do much of anything. Those that dared to speak out were berated and shamed. And he has links. Let's see. Hmm. Bennett won't act for option. Senators debate a second health care bill today. This is from 2010. And here's the berated, yes, chief of staff draws fire from the left as Obama falters. In touting a presidency we don't have to think much about, Obama conjures the notion of a Democratic administration once again insulated from pressure from an electorate whose poorer populations are too busy trying to survive and whose affluent liberals are thrilled to be back at Sunday morning brunch after watching an MSNBC host reassure them that all is good. Honey. My poor baby. All right. <clears throat> Let's just get to the bottom of the article. I'll put the link to this article. Wait, no, honey, you stay. I'll put it in the Discord. You gotta stay. I'm gonna put him down. Hold on. Oh, my God. 
Let's get to the bottom. Sure, Obama may celebrate the idea of a presidency that requires no day-to-day, moment-to-moment engagement from an anesthetic population of brunch enthusiasts. That would be just fine for him in his $12 million Martha Vineyard Palace with its spectacular ocean views, but disengagement won't be fine for the rest of us. As Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez recently said, After we work to command victory in November, I need folks to realize that there's no going back to brunch. I'm glad she said that. AOC is right to to sound that alarm because going back to brunch could create the atmosphere for a new administration that brushes off calls for bold action on health care, climate change, wages, union rights, and corporate regulation. Worse, it could let the new president fo- follow through on his promises to donors that nothing would fundamentally change and that there is no forthcoming legislation to change corporate behavior. That would enlarge all the crises bearing down on our society and potentially create a backlash and conditions for another Trump. God, he's walking away. In America, the best way to prevent a new, more dangerous Trump is to refuse to see the election as an endpoint. It has to be the beginning of longer-term, fearless engagement that makes concrete demands of every public official, even those we like. So no matter what happens, whether Trump wins, God help us, or Biden wins, we should all be able to make one post-election commitment We're never going back to brunch because if we do, our future is doomed. If we don't, a better world may still be possible. Okay. What do you guys think of that? Let me see on the chat. Oh, thank you, Haiku, for another super chat. Hmm. I'm looking in on you. Let me see. Say hello. Hello, Andrea and Paradou and Mark and Errol and Haiku and Tex. Hello, Tex. (laughs) Tex says, it's okay. We won't riot if Biden wins. Can we say the same about BLM and Antifa groups? Okay, Tex. Um, where do I send my Antifa dues? Who is the Antifa leader? Where's Antifa headquarters, Tex? BLM, riot. You, I hope, I know you, you were very generous with the Super Chats in, on the Saturday show. I thank you for that. But you, you could, you need to invest in a mirror. No one is rioting. In fact, we went through the the show um, a few times. We've talked about the fascist agent provocateurs who yell things like "justice for George Floyd" as they fire, uh, as they shoot into a police station. That ended up to be one of the Boogaloo boys, or. What was the other one? The guy, oh yeah, another Boogaloo boy. The, oh, well, he was a right, I'm not sure. Was he a Boogaloo boy or 
what group he was from, another right-wing fascist freak who broke the windows at the AutoZone store, Umbrella Man. That was another right-wing provocateur. So, oh, and there, then there's the other, who's that one? Kyle Rittenhouse, the one running through the streets, murdering people. So, as the FBI has shown us and told us, there is no, first of all, let me explain something to you. There is no Antifa, okay? Antifa is an idea. Antifa is an ideology, like saying, I'm a vegetarian. Yes, I'm Antifa. You could be Ant. It's like being Spartacus. You can be Antifa when you say you are. There is no Antifa organization. But there is a vested interest by the right-wing fascists, I know I repeat myself, to create an enemy. And it's sort of like, if you know your history, maybe you should turn off Tarabuster and go read a book, start with The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, maybe. Oh, well, History of Western Civilization will do. But get to The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, and then you'll see that the Nazis, like the, the American Nazis, they use um, this overarching enemy. So uh, as, a, as a justification and cover for their crimes, the crimes of the fascists, the autocrats, the, it's a power grab. Just like in Nazi Germany, when everything that happened, whatever it was, they, they actually had newspapers like, uh, just like what Trump Twitter wanted to do. Remember during one of his State of the Union, I think it was the first State of the Union, he said they were going to open an office of immigrant crime to catalog immigrant crime. Remember that? And half of the, of the, of the people who were listening, uh, the, audio, the, the normal people, the Democrats, gasped in horror because there is nothing more fascist than that. Uh, so sort of like what the Nazis did, blaming every, every, every crime that happened. In fact, many of the crimes they committed themselves, the Nazis committed, like on uh, Kristallnacht, when they went, when they rioted and broke windows and burnt down businesses, and then the Nazis turned around and said it was the Jews and the communists who did this, and they actually had the the effing fascist gall to make the Jews who had been the victims of the crime pay, pay, pay to clean up the mess that the Nazis had created because that was the cherry on the top of their propaganda. And whatever happened in Nazi Germany, whatever crime, even though they committed the crimes, let's say there was a crime, they would make it up, they would, ex they would balloon it out and say it was a Jew or a communist. Well, and according, well, with the Nazis, communist and Jew were interchangeable. But this is a tactic right out of the fascist playbook, sort of like another tactic straight from the fascist playbook, which is 
stuffing the courts with unqualified flunkies. So, see, the Nazis didn't take over the, the German Republic overnight. It took years for them to do it. And they did it legally, getting power incrementally, stirring up hatred against the minority group du jour, making up, you know, the eternal Jew. Sort of like Antifa. There is no Antifa. But when the, I'm just reiterating, when there, let's say, was a communist that was beaten up by a Nazi, and for show, for whatever, they had to arrest the Nazi, it would get to one of the fascist flunkies on the courts, and they would nullify it. Oh, well, nothing happened here. And that's how they undid legislation. Legally, legally, they took over. Um, one step at a time. But make no mistake, that's what the fascists in this country are doing. So when they say Antifa is going to riot, you better, and you're repeating that? I'm telling you right now, you're a dupe. You are a dupe of a fascist, and in the future, I'm, you are, you're on the wrong side of history, buddy. You're on the wrong side of reality, and you're on the wrong side of history. You really like being lied to, but... Please, do me a favor. What, you, what they have done, what these Trump Trumpanzees have done, is they have proven exactly what we've been saying for years, that in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. And right under the surface, fascism has always been bubbling up right under the surface here in the United States, and it's because of the, the people like you, yourself, I hate to say it, how could you be so easily played? You know, the one thing you could say about you know, us here in the norm, in, in the left and the normal normal people, you know, you notice we're not praising Obama for every fart he lays. In fact, because we're trying to actually have a functioning democracy that works for more than just the one percent. And that's not a functioning, that's not called a democracy, that's an oligarchy. Oh, well, it's a fascist, uh, well, they, fascism and corporatism, the, the big business always loves, they love a good fascist. Trust us, trust me, because they make buku bucks. They like the, a disunified working class at each other's throats because they don't turn around and organize they don't form unions. They don't stand up to the corporate power because they're too busy fighting each other about bullshit. And you spread that bullshit. So do me a favor. Do some research. If, if you can find Antifa headquarters, tell me. Because I've been asking all of the Republicans, where do I send my Antifa dues? Where uh, is the next Antifa meeting so I can get my Antifa marching orders? But 
you never have any information. You just have this ubiquitous term. Like, you know, it's an enemy. Like the eternal Jew. You are falling into the trap. But you're, I'm, I'm only, I'm telling you because in the future, maybe there will come a time when you'll wake up and think, wow, I wasted my life as the dupe of a con man. Like the good Germans, so-called good Germans who were vilified by normal, decent society after World War II. Oh, nobody was, oh, they all, they all proclaimed themselves to be, um, you know, good Germans. Oh, they never went along with that Hitler, with the Hitler agenda. No, they weren't Nazis. That's what you're going to be. Looking back on this, this ugly, fascist, wannabe dictator, this, this takeover, despite receiving fewer votes, being a dupe. Don't they ever get sick of being played? These fascists, these dupes, these dum-dums. Is it just the racism? Is that what it is? And I have my theories, of course, and that's basically it. When you boil it down, it, that's what it comes down to, racism. You just can't think of sharing a country with people other than yourself, uh, who are other, uh, with a darker pigment than yourself. Will BLM riot? Well, let's see. Will Twitler stop pouring gas on the, on the fire? Will Twitler, you know, because here's the thing, if, if these filthy fascist freaks, we, and we, we went through on the Saturday show, maybe, was it the Saturday show? where we showed all of the incidences of right-wing provocateurs pretending, not all of them, there were so many of them, many of them, uh, trying to stoke uh, the, um, the, the so-called reality that you are living in. You're living in a, a fantasy land. So instead of educating yourself and getting a grip on reality, you and you'll just pretend. You'll say, Well, will Antifa riot? Show me. Show me. Where's the orders? Where's the headquarters? It's uh you're the it doesn't matter how many times you say it. It doesn't make it real. And trust me, look, I'm telling you, you're being played. You're being lied to. Like every autocrat throughout history, that's another thing. You can research that. How do, how do democracies die? How do republics die? How, do, how, do, uh, autocr how does an autocrat take over a democracy? And you tell me where we have... Uh, where, where, um, what's different than what Twitler is doing? He's following the playbook. But, you know, there's that famous, oh, it comes from the World War II, evil triumphs. The only way evil triumphs is when good men and women do nothing. Guess what? Tex, you're you're on the other side of that. You're not 
the good man. You're the ones doing nothing. And not only doing nothing, but worse than nothing. You're enabling it. And you will be embarrassed one day if maybe, I mean, I, that's the hope I have for you, that you'll recognize the, uh, the error of your ways. You'll say, hey, I was being played. I am sorry. I'm a sucker. I'm a sap. I'm a dupe. I thought I, I love this country, but yet I was enabling the anti-democratic takeover and, uh, of this country. I was helping the, auto, the, um, the oligarchs and the corporatists, the big moneyed interests that have always threatened democracy. I've, I was helping them keep their boot on all of our necks. Holy, and right into that, it's like, it's right out of any playbook. <laughs> Just, it's right out in the open, too. And then you have this, this filthy con man, wannabe dictator, spreading lies, stoking up division. See, if you really love this country and wanted this country, you wanted a functioning society that works for all, you wouldn't be saying things like that. Will we riot? We won't riot like BL. Well, who the fuck is running through the streets shooting people? Hmm? Who's that? Who's the ones running people off the road? Um, Americans who are only trying to have a democratic rally? You know, this is an election. So Democrats don't see... That's the difference between normal people and Republicans. We don't, we would never do that. That, that's what you do. And that's why the FBI says, believe the FBI. Oh, no, no. That's why, uh, Twitler told you not to believe the FBI. He, you know what else he told you? That taking those Trump network vitamins... That was going to be, oh, well, not only if you took them, you were going to be so healthy. If you sold them, you're going to be so rich. Just like uh, Trump University. My God, these people. It's sad. How, how about Kyle Rittenhouse? Kyle Rittenhouse, the domestic terrorist. Oh, how many domestic terrorists do we have to encounter on the right? We don't see this go coming from the left. It's just the right wingers pretending to be on the left, trying to bring your uh, fascist vision to fruition, Tex. We see these fascist driving vehicles through crowds, unable to control themselves, running democratic uh, people who are trying to participate in the uh, election, in the election, in the right that so many fought, bled, and died, not anybody in the Trump family, don't worry, to entrust to us. Instead of having your own rally, knocking on doors, trying to win people over to your side, they, ru they run the opposition off the road. Because that's 
democracy? I mean, is that what you really think? You're on the right side of history? Oh, my God. So Kyle Rittenhouse, apparently, when he was arrested, <clears throat> he said, I shot two white kids, 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse told his hometown cops just two hours after he admittedly opened fire with an AR-15 at a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, leaving two dead and one wounded. <sighs> yeah, that wasn't BLM. That was Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. People were trying to go vote yesterday. They were attacked with uh, pepper spray. Yeah, isn't that funny how that always happens the, with the left, with the normal people, the those who are trying to have a more perfect union. That's what Black Lives Matter is about, you freaks. We're trying to bring this country to, to actualize the promises in our founding documents for all of us because we can't, it doesn't work unless we're all in this together. We all understand that is e pluribus unum, and that includes people with different pigment. God damn it. So when our fellow Americans say Black Lives Matter, what, and you get all offended, and you say all... Again. It's back. It's this fucking audio interface. And you get all offended. You're preventing us. Uh, the um, uh, the real Americans, the patriots, you're preventing the much-needed conversation and the needed healing that we need to move forward together as a country, as, an, um, as one American people. So when we say Black Lives Matter, and you're so stupid, you don't understand that if all lives mattered... We wouldn't have to say black lives mattered. Yeah, I wish all lives mattered, but if all lives actually mattered, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. And you don't seem to get that when we say black lives matter, we're really saying all lives matter. You don't get that. Because if our um, African-American brothers and sisters are hurting and want to be heard, and there is uh, rampant discrimination from sea to shining sea, and we don't do anything about it to just to, to rectify our original sins, then we're, we're never going to have a, a, a great country. But so you get in the way of that. You really do. We're trying to move forward together, but you're too racist. You don't want to deal. You don't. You can't. So you, what I say to these people is like, thank God they're a dying breed. They're literally a dying breed. They're the old guard. They're they're dying out, but not quick enough. That's why the the what is it? The uh, demographic of Fox News viewers is over sixty years old. It's like sixty five years old. 
which is an old demographic for any, well, for a, a TV station. That's for sure. So, what the fuck is this? Wait a minute. So Kyle Rittenhouse has been charged with first-degree intentional homicide. He was part of the group of armed men at the scene. We have been identifying them as a local militia group. They're not militias. These are terrorists. They're not militias. I wish they would stop with this militia shit. They're not militias. They're terrorists. The only militia we have, the well-regulated militia, is called the National Guard. If you're too un if you're not if you're not able to do a push up and you can't pass your PT test so you join one of these stupid pathetic assholes tr- pre- pretending playing army even though you're stupid and you have and you're clueless you're wearing a you're like waving your flags but you have zero idea what it means if you're too unfit emotionally, spiritually, mentally, intellectually, and physically to pass your PT test and or and to pass the test to get into the National Guard, then go get just go get help. You're not in a militia. You're in a terrorist organization. That's a terrorist organization. The well-regulated militia is the National Guard. I was in the National Guard. Yeah. You can't do that? You can't do what I did? Pathetic. Dramatic video video and images from Wisconsin City show an armed man, allegedly Rittenhouse, walking down the street with protesters in pursuit after one man was shot in the head. Yeah, that's your fucking hero. Oh, he was just trying to take matters into his own hands, really, by murdering Americans. When people are walking and protesting in the street, oh, but they were out beyond curfew, whatever. That's a death sentence? They were out beyond curfew saying Black Lives Matter. So Kyle Rittenhouse had to murder them. And these right-wingers say he's the victim. That's how sick you are. Imagine he was a black man. Let's put the shoe on the other foot. But they can't. All of their behavior. Imagine. This is how you know they're so full of shit. Because all you got to do is switch it up. Imagine it was liberals storming into government buildings with M16s screaming in the faces of the of the state troopers guarding the elected representatives imagine what do you think they would do would they be like those are real americans real patriots there that's how that's how they i they they make me sick okay <sighs> The gunman stumbles and is attacked by protesters, then opens fire and strikes two more people. 
Well, where's the one I wanted to read where he was crying? Oh, Rittenhouse cried, vomited, and worried about social media. As he told cops, I shot two white kids. What a sick little bitch. That's how he views the world. I shot two white kids. Little punk. Well, that's right-wing heroes. Sick, emotionally disturbed, pathetic. Kyle Rittenhouse cried, vomited, and worried about negative social media comments after turning himself into Far North Suburban Police Department following the fatal shooting of two protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rittenhouse, 17, and his bitch of a mother, who should be, I don't know, how about uh, put up on her charges herself for driving her kid across state lines with with, uh, armed, with a loaded weapon so he could roam the streets shooting people in the head? This fucking bunch of losers, these, these pricks. Who are the, the bane of our goddamn country, our existence, that we have to share the same air with people like them? Just our, where is it? Rittenhouse 17 and his bitch of a mother appeared in the lobby. Wait, hold on, I fucking hit the wrong thing. Uh, of the Antioch police station. Around 1.20 a.m., August 26th, just after, uh, just hours after prosecutors say the teenager shot three men with an AR-15 rifle, killing two of them. Police reports show Rittenhouse repeatedly acknowledged his role in the shooting during conversations with officers, though he insisted he was protecting himself. Oh, yeah, you just walk up to somebody and shoot them in the head. We have that on video. He just walked over to a fucking guy and shot him in the head. Fucking prick. Excuse me. Where's my cat? I shot two white kids, he told police, according to documents obtained late on, under the Freedom uh, obtained late Friday under the Freedom of Information Act request that village officials initially denied. The records offer a detailed account of what transpired in the hours after the shootings in Kenosha. According to 17 pages of police report, an emotional Rittenhouse told police he had been hired to protect Kenosha businesses. Really? Because he's a liar and a legend in his own mind, like Twitler. Yeah, they're going to hire a 17-year-old. To come across state lines. Fucking losers. Amid the unrest stemming from the police shooting of Jacob Blake, a black man who was shot multiple times in the back. Oh, what if what if somebody shot Kyle Rittenhouse in the back? What do you think the Republicans would be doing and saying? The poor, poor kid. That's just so terrible. Cops aren't supposed to walk up behind people and shoot them seven times in the back. Oh, he had a knife. This is the other, this is the shit they say. Bullshit. Even if he had a knife in the car, he wasn't, who cares? 
you shoot somebody seven times in the back. If you're that much of a little scaredy freak, then you shouldn't be carrying a gun and, and protecting and serving the community. If that's too much, if you, your life is, you're so afraid, then don't be a cop. Which is not even one of the most dangerous, it's not even in the top 10 of most dangerous jobs. Oh, my God. Rittenhouse uh, said he tried to stop an unarmed man from hitting windows. Who cares? So you murder somebody? Hitting windows. First of all, we have to believe what he said. Please. He's a liar and a murderer and a stupid bitch being stochastically um, triggered by the filthy right wing in this country. That is nothing but a fascist cabal of sociopaths, dupes, sycophants, racists, and all of the above. Uh, People unfit, unfit. The teen told officers that he'd been hit in the lower neck and head with a baseball bat. Bullshit. And a skateboard before firing. No, the guy was swinging at him because he was threatening him with a goddamn gun. So he swung at him with any with whatever he had. Whatever. A filing by Kenosha prosecutors does not indicate that any of the victims were wielding a baseball bat when they were shot. Though video taken that night shows Huber reaching for the rifle as a skateboard hits Rittenhouse's shoulder. Oh my God. So murder, murder, murder. Tara Jr., you okay, honey? Antioch officers noted small scratches on Rittenhouse's arms when he turned himself in, but he didn't have any cuts or bruises. Wouldn't you have a bruise if somebody hits you with a baseball bat? In the neck? As I stated with Kyle, I observed him exhibit several different emotions and... Antioch officer Courtney Nemac wrote in her report, I observed Kyle appear to be calm and then burst into crying fits and then calm down again. Every once in a while, I observed him throw up. I noticed a pattern to his behavior for over an hour with him calming down, crying, calming down, and then throwing up again. The teen also had a tense exchange with his mother, Wendy, who was not convinced her son had killed anybody. Rittenhouse insisted that he had ended a man's life. He's dead, he said, according to the report. Wendy then raised her voice and said, We don't know that. I only drove you hundreds of miles here and set you loose on the street with an uh, with your assault weapon, a loaded gun. What kind of mother? Jesus Christ. We don't know that. Video from the scene of the protest showed Rittenhouse apparently trying to surrender to police in Kenosha after the shootings, but they didn't arrest him. Well, he was white. And he was saying all lives matter, even though no lives matter. That's what they mean. The only, what they mean is white lives matter and nothing else. And white rich lives That's how stupid they are. 
When he showed up at the suburban police station hours later, he was wearing the same jeans and a tan-colored cowboy boots, blah, 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 while waiting in Kenosha for detectives to arrive. Rittenhouse repeatedly asked to speak with his sisters and an 18-year-old friend who were back at the family's apartment. The friend, who the Tribune is not naming because he has not been charged, was with Rittenhouse in Wisconsin and still has his gun. According to police reports, Nemac allowed the teens to make a phone the teen to make a phone call, which click, quickly turned into a discussion about social media, rea- the social media reaction to the shooting. When they spoke, the conversation turned into the family discussing the negative comments about Kyle on social media, which caused Kyle to become upset. Nemac wrote, I requested Kyle stop speaking with his sisters and his friend as this was causing him to become upset and making him cry. Kyle continued to talk about him being on social media, like his hero Twitler, and then briefly showed me from his phone a picture of him with an AR rifle at the Kenosha riots earlier in the meeting, I mean in the evening. Police confiscated Rittenhouse assault weapon and the friend's trunk a short in the friend's trunk a short time later. The friend later was questioned, blah blah blah. The friend kept Rittenhouse's rifle at his stepfather's house in Kenosha. The friend told police that he wished he would have stopped Rittenhouse from taking the gun out that night. The friend thought in his head he could have stopped it, but he knew he would have told Kyle no, that he would have thrown a fit. The, I mean, his mother drove him there. The reports indicate the friend also worried that he could be held responsible for the shootings. Friend, that's your friend. Oh, my God. In an interview, listen to this. With the Daily Caller that night, Rittenhouse refers to his presence as his job and explains his self-appointed responsibilities in police-like vernacular. People are getting injured, and our job is to protect this business. And part of my job is also to protect people. If someone is hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have a rifle. I gotta protect myself. Obviously. These people are so effing sick. We need you? Your mother needed to drive you to this goddamn shit show? For you to murder people? Two Human beings are in their cold, early graves because they went out and said Black Lives Matter. Yet two more. Another notch on the right-wing belt. We know that the right-wingers, it's, it's right-wingers. Are, that's what the FBI said. The right, not Antifa. There was, I'm Antifa. We're Antifa. The cat's Antifa. I'm a vegetarian, too. You might as well say that. Vegetarians everywhere, rioting. It's the same principle. 
you're kind of a vegetarian when you say you are, and well, when you don't eat meat, and there's no organization. There may be, I don't know, well, I guess there's a PETA and farm sanctuary, but they're organized around the ideology, sort of like Antifa, which, which is an ideology, meaning anti-fascist. Which, by the way, all American, all patriotic Americans are Antifa. Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay, as forget your Antifa and your filthy, disgusting right wing fascist standard bearer who is lying to your face. As the FBI says, the real terrorist threat. Where is this? Is right wing white national white supremacists and other far right extremists. But the um, the the your dumb Fuhrer, your dim leader, and all of his enablers—they don't like that. They don't like truth. It has it has a liberal bias. You see, so they deny it, and then they say, "No, no, no! It's not the actual." Um, problem it's not the real threat the real threat isn't the um endangering the american people it's antifa this thing this ideology that there's no organization jesus christ far-right groups are behind most of the terrorist attacks in the united states according to the FBI. Okay, this is from the Times, New York Times. The report, okay, white supremacists and other like-minded groups have committed a majority of the terrorist attacks in the United States this year, according to a report by a security think tank that echoed warnings made by the Department of Homeland Security this month. The report, published Thursday by the Center for Strategic and International Studies, found that white supremacist groups were responsible for 41 of 61 terrorist plots and attacks in the first eight months of this year, or 67%. The finding comes about two weeks after an annual assessment by the Department of Homeland Security warned that violent white supremacists were the most persistent lethal threat in the homeland, which really irritates me that they call it the homeland. Like, what is this, Nazi Germany? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Homeland. What What the hell? The homeland. The fa- Why don't you just call it the fatherland? You know you want to. Oh, my God. The think tank researchers found that the threats of violence were linked in part to this year's mass protest confrontations with protesters from a variety of factions. The report said that far left and far right violence was deeply intertwined. Where's the far left, by the way? Far left groups, including anarchists, 
were responsible for 12 attacks and plots, or 20%. Where are these anarchists? The report highlights several cases, including fatal shootings, including the FBI's arrest of 13 men plotting to kidnap a governor. How about that? Those cases, along with Twitler's denunciation of left-wing activists and his refusal to condemn extremist right-wing groups, have repeatedly raised fears of politically motivated violence. Part of what of the issue we're seeing is people congregating, whether it's for protests or other issues in cities, it has basically brought together extremist individuals in close proximity. We've seen people on all sides armed and it doesn't and it raises concerns about escalation and violence. All right, whatever. Tara Jr. Tara. Okay. Just checking. You okay? Tara Jr. Honey. Tara? Junior. Tara. Junior, Junior. Hey. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't moving. Scaring the fuck out of me. Where am I? What am I? What are we doing here? Let's just do one more story, just how the disgusting fascists are. Here's this Trump caravan snarling traffic on the Garden State Parkway. Let me see. Hold on, guys. Let me see who's in the chat room. Haku, Els, hello, hello, Errol, hello. Oh my God. So the Soros lady that rented the U-Haul truck to bring shields and weapons to riots. I don't know what you're talking about. What Soros? That's another fascist, uh, really, um, this Soros bullshit is, it's, smells of anti-Semitism, you know, it, it tickles the racist funny bones. George Soros. Let me, let me ask a question here. Um, to what end? Okay. This is what gets me insane about right wingers. Here we go. (laughs) All right. It took me a second text. Why don't you try it sometime? Look up instead of opening your mouth like a little baby bird for Twitler to shovel shit down your throat, Google. It's a kind of a cool thing. You can learn a lot, but don't you understand why your fascist hero has told you not to believe what you're, what you see. Don't believe the news. Don't believe anybody but him. Right out of the Nazi playbook. You know, if it is, if it, 
quacks like a uh, like a Nazi, and it walks like a Nazi. It legislates like a Nazi. It lies like a Nazi, and it behaves like a Nazi. It's a Nazi, okay? Just because it's wearing uh, a stupid brown shirt update called the red hat, or it's waving a made-in-China American flag doesn't make it American. It's Nazis. You're, you're in a fascist death cult. Here's your question. No wonder I didn't hear about this, because I pay attention to reality. But I'm sure whatever cesspool you're swimming in, this is all over the place. A U-Haul operated by Antifa activists distributed shields, weapon, and black block to protesters in Louisville, Kentucky, and linked to a George Soros-funded initiative. Go to PolitiFact. Mostly false. In the video, protesters wearing backpacks, wear, excuse me, wearing backpacks, rush to the back of a U-Haul truck. They reach in and grab pre-made canvas signs bearing slogans like "Abolish the Police" and "Abolition Now." They got shields! Someone yells. The clip is one of several circulated on social media following the September 23rd news that Louisville, blah 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 blah. Okay, protesters took to the streets. Two officers were shot and wounded in the ensuing violent de demonstrations, and 127 people were arrested, which leads us back to the video, which was filmed September 23rd. Some onlookers claim the clip showed activists linked, linked to a billionaire philanthropist. The post was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news and misinformation. Similar versions of the post have been shared thousands of times, and the U-Haul trended on Twitter on September 24th. Fox News hosts amplified the claim because they're propagandists, you understand? Watching Fox News, oh, well, this is a business insider, you know, that socialist rag business insider report that watching Fox News makes its viewers slash victims stupider, less informed than those who watch no news at all. So keep it up if you want to be a dum-dum. Uh, let's see. They, the Fox News hosts, who are fascist propagandists, no difference from the Nazi propagandists. Um, let's see. Uh, amplified the claim on Twitter, as did the Gateway Pundit and National File House Major Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy cited the foot. I, this is the circle jerk of fascist lies that the Republicans spew and spread all over this country that they hate. If you love your country, you don't do this. You don't spread lies. You don't sow division. Right? If a large pop portion of your population is saying black lives matter. If you care about your country, you know what normal people do? They say, if you don't understand you, you they say, why, why are you uh, saying this? What, please educate me. Why are you hurt? Tell me, show me. Because we have to get through this together. There's no moving forward in this country. There's no being great unless we're unified. 
unless we see each other as Americans, unless we can have a country that actualizes our, our national motto, e pluribus unum. So if you really, it's like if you're in a relationship and your partner comes to you and says, I'm hurting. And you say, eh, fuck you, everybody's hurting. We're all hurting. What do you do? Does that mean you, that says, fuck you. We don't, I don't give a shit. I don't want to hear your pain. I don't want to know. So that, does that, does that relationship, does that have a hope? Maybe if you, if that person, I don't know, hates himself. <clears throat> but, uh, okay, heaven, uh, heaven. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy cited the footage. So several videos of the same event. Hold on, sorry. Tara Jr.? Tara Jr.? Okay. Tara Jr. Okay, good. <laughs> Just making sure. I don't like when he's like this. Is he okay? He's on, I gave, I don't know, maybe I gave him too much. That's what I'm worried about. If I gave him the doctor, <clears throat> I had some pills, some painkillers, but they're not narcotics, but it says may cause drowsiness. He just seems very drowsy. But he he fell. He tried to jump on the refrigerator, and he he missed. And I guess he tried to hold on or something, and he pulled out his nail, his and he just popped the nail out. And that has to hurt if anybody's ever done that. <laughs> you ever hurt your toes and your nail came off? That's what happened to him. And I called up the doctor saying, should I bring him in? And he said, there's really nothing we can do. Just watch it, make, you know, clean it, watch it, make sure he's okay. And I said, can I give him some of these pills that I have really, uh, we've had from other incidences. And he said, yes. So I gave him one of, it's not a narcotic, but it's sort of like, like I said, it says may cause drowsiness, but he seems very drowsy. That's why. I guess it's better for him to sleep. It just makes me worried about my little baby. Okay. Where am I? Okay, no evidence for the weapons at U-Haul truck. The truck depicted in the viral social media video Distributed protest supplies like shields, blah, 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 blah. Some of the signs are uh, bore logos associated with Antifa. There is no evidence that the truck contained weapons. Storyful, a social media intelligence agency, analyzed the video and shows that protesters unloading shields from a storage truck, that analysis... All right, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this... A parked U-Haul was waiting for a crowd on the street. I don't know, whatever. Let's get to the bottom. In the footage, one sign taken from the U-Haul shows three arrows pointing down. That's the symbol of the Iron Front, a German paramilitary organization that formed in the 30s to oppose extremists on the left 
such as, <laughs> uh, and the right, such as the Nazi Party and the Communist Party of Germany. Interestingly, the Communist Party of Germany is the source of the term Antifa, as it adopted the phrase Antifa, blah, 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 anti-fascist action in English. This is another thing that these people are tweeting in 1932. But today, American Antifa activists have been known to brandish shields, flags, and other paraphernalia emblazoned with the Iron Front symbol. Another angle of the protest shows a banner head-on alongside another sign bearing an anarchy symbol. Does that mean U-Haul was driven by Antifa organizers, or is that that handed out weapons? Not necessarily. I have seen evidence. I haven't seen any evidence, that's what it says, for that specifically, says the person who shot the footage. Mostly just wooden boards and signs were handed out, some masks as well, since the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Blah, blah, blah. Activist, activist. For years, oh, here comes the Soros part. Soros has been falsely accused of funding and directing protests. This time is no different. The Facebook post cites research by Intelidawow, a 15-month-old Twitter account that posts about protest. I mean, is that that's a that sounds that smells like Russian propaganda, frankly. A 15-month-old face uh, Twitter account that says it it protest it, it posts about protests, riots, and chaos. Several social media posts and the National File were pointed to the fact that some of the Bell Project's employees were previously Soros Justice Fellows. The fuck? We cannot confirm blah, 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 the nonprofit. Okay, here's the thing. Our ruling. Facebook says... Facebook post says Antifa operated U-Haul truck, distributed shields, weapons, and black block to protesters in Louisville and is linked to George Soros. The video shows protesters taking shields, signs, and other symbols and other su supplies from the back of a U-Haul truck. Some of the signs bear a symbol associated with Antifa activists. An eyewitness says... He didn't see any evidence that the truck had weapons. The claim that the U-Haul truck is linked to George Soros appears to have originated on forums known for spreading disinformation. There is no connection between the billionaire philanthropist and this truck. The post contains an element of truth, but stretches the facts to make an unproven connection. And that's why we rate it mostly false. Well, that's what they do. And every good fascist propaganda lie, which, well, that's what it is, fascist propaganda, there is a strain of truth. That's what makes it such a good lie. You see? But I, I often have to wonder about these right-wing freaks who they... What's with Soros? What's the thing about Soros that they're constantly harping on? First of all, they say they talk about 
um, I mean, they spread these lies that Soros was somehow responsible for something about him in the concentrate. I mean, he, it's such an insult and it's so offensive that here's somebody that survived the Holocaust and they're saying he somehow sent his fellow Jews to the gas chamber when he was, um, I think about 12 years old during the Holocaust. So that's another thing. They're just so disgusting. And they use Soros because it tickles their racist funny bones. That's what it's about. The whole eternal Jew. There's nothing different. It's another Nazi propaganda. The eternal Jew controlling society. Same thing. What And when I say... Um, when I ask these these fascists, what to what end would George Soros be um, funding left wing groups? First of all, now they're of course they're saying he's funding Antifa, this organization that doesn't exist. Okay, but um, what 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 to what end? So if George Soros gives money to, I mean, there's really um. You can look up who George Soros gave money to. And if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't given money to any group in years. Um, let's see. George Soros donated donation history. Oh, but I guess that doesn't matter history because everything is so underhanded in the when you're an eternal Jew. In June 2015, he donated $1 million to the Super PAC Priorities USA, which supported Hillary Clinton. In 2016, uh, he donated $6 million to the PAC in December 2015, and $2.5 million in 2016. Soros launched a new Super PAC called Democracy PAC, so, um, but here's my question. To what, to what end? So what? If he, he's funding Hillary Clinton's campaign, first of all, we want to get money out of politics anyway. Get money out of politics. End of story. If we already had, if we had money out of politics, we would already be a more perfect union. We would have representatives that actually want to represent the people. Not like Lindsey Graham or Mitch Bitch McConnell. So, so okay, but if Soros has his way and his the Democratic candidates that he funds, let's say they're, you know, they're normal Democrats, they're liberal Democrats, they're FDR Democrats. I'm not saying they are because I don't know his history of specific funding uh, who he funds except for Hillary Clinton who is certainly no you know she's definitely a corporatist but <clears throat> but what is the end game for Soros because if he gets his way his candidates um you know if they if they win then his taxes go up his businesses are regulated his people, the people who he employs, get paid a living wage. I mean, um, people are, you know, his his businesses are regulated. 
his taxes go up. I, I don't understand. What's the end game for Soros? Anybody? But, okay, here's the same freaks who are so triggered by Soros. We know why they're triggered. Because he's Jewish. It's the, it's the Nazi. It's Nazi propaganda. Again, the eternal Jew. Of course, that's it, guys. It's simple, like I always say. Boil it down, it comes right down to racism. It always does. But they don't see the, the conspiracy right in front of their faces. That the rich, that, that 40 years ago, we were the most upwardly mobile. And now we're the least. 40 years ago, the number one employer in the United States was General Motors, who paid its, its uh, employees a unionized workforce. They were paid a living wage and could retire in security. They had benefits and in a decent working condition. Now it's Walmart, a company whose filthy, disgusting heirs have six of the Walton family heirs have more money, have more wealth than we, our labor made possible. They have more wealth than 50% of the American population. Those are the billionaires and the millionaires on the right, but they're, these uh, people are all worried about George Soros. I don't get it. Who wants his taxes raised and environmental regulations to be solid and his, I don't know, his corporations to be highly regulated? What do the Koch brothers want? What do the Walton family want? They want it all. That's, all. that's it. They want it all. They want to make sure that people like Tex stay stupid and fighting against his own better interests, pointing his, his anger at BLM and George Soros and, uh, you know, Antifa. Uh, not, you know, they're fighting at each other's throats. Divide and conquer. It's the oldest trick in the book. So, not, you know, they don't want you pointing your anger where it belongs at them, at the top, who want to continue to buy politicians and corrupt government and to keep you nice and dumb. Jesus Christ. Thank you. We got some more super chats. Oh my goodness. Listen to my voice. I sound like Lucille Ball again. <clears throat> Thank you. Where are we? Well, let's just start from the top. Haiku. Thank you for your super chat. Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, JD, for a super chat in pounds. Hello. I love it. Please. I want to come home. I want to go come back to the old country. And haiku again. Thank you, Covert White Rabbit, for your super chat. And Covert White Rabbit asks, is Tara Jr. Jr. okay? And yes, he's okay, thankfully. 
Thank you, Richard. Richard says another great show. Tara, thank you for your nice, kind, well, for your kind words and your encouragement. Guyon, thank you. Howdy back. Thank you, Robin, for your cute emojis of hippos. How dare you? <laughs> Is that supposed to be me? And Els, thank you again. Thanks, thanks again, Tara. Els214 says. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, my goodness. Where was I? Who am I? What am I? So, we yeah, we were just talking about these right-wingers who, you know, they're just terrorists. This is not how normal people behave. Here, let's look at... Wait, hold on. Where is it? Where is it? Mm-mm. Here we go. Trump caravan snarling traffic on the Garden State Parkway. From the post, two caravans of Twitler supporters wreaked havoc on the Garden State Parkway and the Mario M. Cuomo Bridge on Sunday, creating traffic jams by stopping their cars and exiting the vehicles on the major motorways. Oh, that's so smart. You want to piss, piss everybody off. What the fuck is wrong with them? For what reason? What are you protesting? Knock on doors. Get, get souls to the poles or whatever the F you do. What is this doing except proving all of us correct about you? That you're, you are the pimple on the ass of the body politic. You're the festering pimple on the scum, on the cancer, on the tumor, on the scum, on the body politic. That's what you are. And you need to be popped and put back in your place. You're very sick. What is this doing? What is, they're not, what are you protesting? It would be, I would... I would understand if it made sense. You're protesting that you hate your fellow Americans? That's what they're saying, because they have no respect for their fellow Americans. They don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves. That's what they're saying. It's not like um, this is any kind of civil disobedience to show that um, we the people you know, deserve a living wage. So like they do in France, all the trucks, everybody stops on the road. And so the powers that be get reminded who makes the world go around. No, these are just assholes stopping their cars so they can irritate their fellow Americans. That's it. What they're saying is we love our fascist, racist asshole who's squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, and you can go, I don't know, whatever. Go die. Go die of COVID because we're not going to give a shit. We're not even going to put a mask on. If it might save you, who cares? You should, you're going to die. We are all going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. So in the meantime, I won't do, a f I won't do the slightest smallest patriotic inconvenience 
to save another human being from from this from, from having to battle this coronavirus. You know, we don't get the socialized medicine that Twitler gets. This filthy socialist sucking con man who loves socialism. Of course he does. He's been getting by on it his whole life. The fucking traitor. What they say is that we hate America. That's what they're saying. Because they're not doing anything. They're proving me correct again. They offer nothing to society. What this is, this is a another tantrum. It's the, what, peaceful protest equivalent of shitting your own diapers. That's what it is. This is Trump and Z's confused again. They're confused by what it means to be an American. They're confused by what a protest is. Clearly, they're confused. This is not a protest. What are you protesting? That you have a, you're stupid enough to vote for a con man and give this country over to our anti-democratic agents that want to destroy her? You're stupid enough to be the, the hosts from which the rich suck profit and discard? You're stupid enough to look at a con man and listen to him. This is the same guy that said, hey, pee in this Trump-branded urine cup. Send your pee to us, and we'll send you a vitamin cocktail, non-FDA approved, of course, that's going to make you healthy. Suckers, suckers, suckers. Look at them. Look at the suckers. With their made-in-China Trump flags, their made-in-China stupidity. Dupes. A similar scene played out in uh, in New York on the bridge connecting Nyack and Terrytown. Unreal. Here, let's see. Let's probably be a goddamn ad first. Wait. The video shows... Twitler supporters either idling in their cars or standing on the bridge to chants of USA, USA, Human DNA, it's overrated. What's wrong with her face? USA? You're embarrassment to USA. USA. That's probably the guy that's, you know, making fun of me.
in like 10 minutes. Bunch of morons. Yeah, stop him. See the guy in the car is like, oh great, they're stopping. Look at that fucking stupid looking truck. He's moving out with a megaphone. Stupid fucking morons. <laughs> it doesn't matter, ambulance, cops. Hey, let them die. Keep America great. Yeah, keep it, make it great and get rid of this orange pus. Fuck you, you fucking pus. Look at that. Oh, yeah. They love America, girl. You heard the guy? Fuck you. Fuck you. The, the, these, these, these scums. What they have done. All they've done is expose themselves as the scum that they are. But... They're here. They, they're underlying. They've always been here, the fascist freaks. They hate America. They hate this country. They hate their fellow Americans. They are unfit. They're not patriotic. They're confused by America. Yes. That's why they need these giant flags. You don't have to show off if you're, you understand what, it, what America is. If you're ignorant of America and you hate your fellow Americans, you, you stand there with a flag blocking traffic for no fucking reason except you're annoying. That's it. That's what they're doing. Let's show the world how annoying we are. We already know. Let's show the world how unfit we are. We already know. Don't worry about it. Oh, they ran away. Oh. Pigs. No offense to pigs. I love pigs. Not only is it the only best Oh, shut up. Pigs are decent. They would never act like Trumpanzees. They add to the universe. They've contributed more to life and humanity than and then a whole Ten rally full of Nuremberg fascist freaks would ever contribute in this in in ten lifetimes put together. New York State Senator David Carlucci, whose district covers Nyack, slammed the caravan and called on state police to charge those involved. What was seen in New York was aggressive, dangerous, and reckless. Reckless behavior by some Trump supporters. Yes. Well, who cares if ambulances have to get through? People have to get through. People's lives have to go on. They don't care. They're, they're the pimple on the ass of humanity, of the United States. They are the reason this country sucks. They make it suck. Sharing the same air. They are succubuses. They suck the goodness out of this country. They are an embarrassment. 
That's why the world has closed our borders to us. You've, you're seeing it. You're looking at it right here on the Garden State Parkway. A bunch of losers who pine for a con man to trickle on them, who look to a bunch of fascist bastards who are raping and pillaging this country who are turning this country, and it's nothing but a smash and grab for the oligarchy, who are wiping their asses with the Constitution, stuffing the courts with unqualified flunkies to make sure that we won't be able to do anything about it, like the Nazis did, turning them, turning, tickling their racist funny bones as quick as, uh, you know, they're very easily triggered racist funny bones. You don't have to tickle hard. There are, it's already there. But, yeah. These people are vile and they need to be, they need to be sent to history's trash heap because that's where they're comfortable. You know, really. That's where they belong. They don't belong in a modern society. They don't belong in, you know, modern democracy a modern country a modern world that's all way over their heads Mm. all right (sighs) it's time to go go tomorrow hey let's hope guys let us hope but as david sorota wrote and we talked about earlier we have to get um you know the work has only just begun get this filthy pimple on the ass on the cancerous tumor on the scum of the body politic out of the white house and then the real work begins no, it's not healing the country. We don't just heal the country by pretending everything's okay. We heal the country by shoring up fascist by by get by getting rid of fascists. You know, legally and peacefully, but ensuring that another fascist will never rise again, at least in our lifetimes. Well, until the next generation forgets. And the greedy bastards the the whole cycle begins again. I mean, great country, all over the country. They're boarding up their businesses. They're boarding up windows, because that's what the scum, the pimple on the ass, on the cancer, on the tumor, on the scum of the body politic has done. Has done to us, this country. Scum. Well, let's remember here, like we were saying about Iceland, banksters, you know, you got to yeah pay. They got to pay. In Iceland, they sent their banksters to jail. We need to do the same for our fascists, our banksters, the crooks. All right, guys. Let me see. Where are we? Now that my job is done here tonight, 
I've been insulted. I've been called fat. I've been called other names. I've been, uh, what else? Insulted. Oh, I said insulted. All right, guys, guys, guys. Remember what I always say. It's true. Thank you all for your super chats. Become a friggin' patron. And guess what? We're also going to be on Rock Rockfin. Except I have to, uh, I got to sign up. That's another thing I have to do. And it's, and it hurts. It hurts my, it hurts my soul because I never, it never stops. That's why, oh, when the guy called me a, a an unemployed hippopotamus, I'm like, unemployed? I have like 15 jobs, you freak. <laughs> so, drop dead. I hate them all. Guys, thank you all for hanging out. Remember what I say, it's true. We, we're on the right side of history. They know that. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win if, if we never give up. It's true. Well, we, we will win. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for everything. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Let's... Namiaho Rengeko tomorrow. The healing, the taking back the country, hopefully will begin. And, yeah, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for everything except for everybody who sucks and insults me you can all but other than that i'll see you very soon <laughs>